Welcome back to the Global Cuisine Plus podcast. I'm Panayota Pimenidou. To be up to date with news from the Global Cuisine Plus podcast and suggest your topics, subscribe, like, and review the Global Cuisine Plus podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, Amazon Music, and four more podcasting platforms. You can contact the Global Quick Influence through the podcast, Facebook and Twitter accounts, the podcast website, globalquickinfluence.com and LinkedIn page. To meet the objective of the Paris Agreement to restrict global warming below 2 degrees Celsius and ideally to 1.5 degrees Celsius, the 2030 target must be substantially ramped up. This will demand that greenhouse gas emissions achieve their highest level by 2025 and subsequently decrease at an accelerated pace. Zero emissions may give the impression of no emissions, but it actually pertains to an energy source, machine or process that doesn't spew out any harmful pollution or disrupt the environment. Even though there might still be a small amount of emissions, they are negligible and don't pose any threat to the surroundings. The aim is to reach a state of net zero emissions, which involves compensating for any remaining emissions with carbon removal or other mitigation measures. Attaining a net zero emissions state is of utmost importance in combating climate change and lessening the impact of human actions on the environment. So when we say net zero emissions, we're essentially talking about achieving a state of equilibrium between greenhouse gases emitted and those removed from the environment. To better understand this, it's like balancing a pair of scales, with greenhouse gas emissions representing one scale and the removal of emissions being the other. The goal is to balance the scales so that the amount of greenhouse gas produced is no more than what's taken out of the atmosphere annually. In order to avoid catastrophic climate consequences, we must strive to minimize greenhouse gas emissions and aim for close to zero, relying on carbon offsetting only as a last resort. This implies that we need to rapidly phase out all fossil fuels, such as coal, oil and gas, and make the transition towards renewable energy in all aspects of the economy. Are net zero and carbon neutral the same? The term net zero and carbon neutral are often used interchangeably, but they are not the same thing. Although both aim to remove carbon dioxide from the environment, carbon neutral is often used in reference to businesses and their goal to limit future carbon dioxide emissions while using offsets to negate current emissions. In contrast, net zero prioritizes the reduction of carbon emissions as much as possible before using offsets as a last resort for residual carbon dioxide. What are the characteristics of an effective net zero emissions target? There are several factors to consider when determining whether a net zero target is adequate according to the guide developed by the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change or UNFCCC. Firstly, immediate actions should be taken to reduce emissions as postponing this could lead to devastating consequences. Additionally, any long-term target should be supported by an interim target and accompanied by a clean action plan that does not rely on carbon offsetting. The target should also aim to reduce emissions by 2030, preferably even faster, 
with emissions peaking by 2025 to avoid the worst effect of climate change. The target should also aim to reduce emissions by 2030, preferably even faster, with emissions peaking by 2025 to avoid the worst effects of climate change. It should be regularly monitored and cover all greenhouse gas emissions and sectors of the economy. Why is reducing real emissions preferable to achieving net-zero emissions? Several industries, such as fossil fuel companies, have attempted to manipulate the meaning of net-zero and engage in greenwashing. They promote untested technologies and offsets instead of focusing on reducing emissions, which can lead to questionable results. That's why it's crucial to prioritize genuine emissions reductions rather than relying on untested practices or offsets that don't result in actual emissions cuts. It has taken us several decades to recognize the existence of climate change. Most countries' past failure to reduce emissions has contributed to devastating bushfires and floods. Although our leaders have expressed the need to find solutions, relying on offsets is not a viable solution. While the use of offsets may allow us to maintain our current lifestyles, they do not address the root problem. We need to address the main issue, which is the continued addition of billion tons nationally and trillions tons internationally of carbon dioxide to the atmosphere each year due to fossil fuel consumption. It is necessary to prioritize reducing emissions and phasing out the fossil fuels use to resolve the climate change. What steps can we take to reduce our carbon emissions? We, as most countries in the world, already have access to the technology required to significantly reduce carbon emissions. This includes the use of affordable, clean and reliable renewable energy, which can replace coal and gas-fired power plants. Additionally, most countries have significant potential for renewable energy, clean industries and clean jobs, depending on their natural competitive advantages to match the type or types of renewable energy they can afford. The International Energy Agency, or IEA, known for their conservative stance, has issued a bold statement confirming that if the global energy sector hopes to limit warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius, new projects involving fossil fuels such as coal, oil and gas cannot be undertaken. The IEA stresses that all countries must implement measures to reduce their emissions and phase out coal-fired power plants by 2030. This aligns with the views of other experts worldwide who consider continuous reliance on fossil fuels to be both hazardous and pointless. Meeting the Paris Agreement goals, which require us to keep global warming at 2 degrees Celsius or less with additional efforts to limit to 1.5 degrees Celsius, means that we must limit the use of fossil fuels and greenhouse gas emissions by the mid-2020s, which seems really close, with a quick dive thereafter. Especially wealthy economic countries must play a significant role in mitigating the damage caused by climate change, which we have exacerbated by exploiting fossil fuels extensively. Economically rich nations also have the opportunity to complete the transition from being fossil fuel exporters to green energy leaders. Especially countries with abundance of wind and solar power or with vast mineral wealth and expertise in decarbonizing key industries can help to direct our energy towards renewable sources and become a pace setter in green exports. Is implementing a net-zero emissions target an effective approach towards addressing climate change? 
Although the various national or intercontinental mechanisms, such as the Green Deal in the European Union, are important, they alone cannot fully address the climate crisis, and countries must now use this momentum to push for more significant reductions in emissions. To avoid the most harmful impacts of climate change, countries such as China must stop developing new coal and gas projects and initiate a controlled phase-out of existing fossil fuels. To achieve phasing out of fossil fuels, countries require robust environmental laws that account for climate change impacts, an end to public subsidies and financing of fossil fuels, reduced reliance on offsetting and the prohibition on greenwashing by coal and gas companies. The forthcoming decade presents a critical window to address the climate crisis and prevent further warming by implementing genuine emissions reductions and ending unsustainable practices. Although many countries have set net zero targets, the aim should be to achieve zero emissions as rapidly as possible with offsetting used carefully. Is there a global effort to achieve net zero emissions? There is a growing coalition of countries, cities, businesses and other institutions who have committed to achieving net zero emissions. Over 70 countries, including major polluters such as China, the United States and the European Union, have set a net zero target encompassing approximately 76% of global emissions. Additionally, over 3,000 businesses and financial institutions are collaborating with the Science-Based Targets Initiative to reduce their emissions in accordance with climate science. Furthermore, more than 1,000 cities, 1,000 educational institutions and 400 financial institutions have joined the Race to Zero, committing to taking immediate and rigorous action to cut global emissions in half by 2030. How can we guarantee that commitments are translated into action? The increase in net-zero commitments has been accompanied by a surge in standards of varying degrees of strength. In order to establish more rigorous and transparent guidelines for net-zero emissions, pledges by non-state entities such as cities and regions, businesses and investors, and to accelerate their implementation, UN Secretary-General Antonio Gutierrez established a high-level expert group on the net zero emissions commitments of non-state entities in March 2022. The expert group revealed its suggestions at the Conference of Parties, COP27, on November 8, 2022. Can we expect to achieve net zero emissions by 2050 as planned? Unfortunately, the commitments made by governments so far are not sufficient to meet the necessary requirements. When looking at the current national climate plans of all 193 parties to the Paris Agreement, greenhouse gas emissions are expected to increase by almost 11% by 2013 in comparison to 2010 levels. Achieving net zero emissions requires all governments to, first and foremost, improve their nationally determined contributions or NDCs and take bold and immediate actions to reduce emissions, including the largest emitters. The Glasgow Climate Pact requested that all nations who review and enhance their 2030 targets in their NDCs by the conclusion of 2022. 
However, solely 24 new or updated climate plans were filed by September 2022. Achieving net zero emissions may require extensive changes to infrastructure, technology and behavior, along with significant investment over a long period of time. Innovating for zero emissions means that the markets should see as ready clean energy technologies that have matured, costing them less money, less risk and financial disruptions. Can we wait until 2050? Could the economy invest for 2050? Is it too costly for the energy sector and its dependent industries or for the society? Thank you all for staying until the end. Stay tuned for another podcast episode and get notified by subscribing and following on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music and five more podcasting platforms. Your feedback and suggestions also help us become better. Until next time.